0: reading from the gospel according to mark now when the pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from jerusalem gathered around jesus they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands that is without washing them for the pharisees and all the jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands thus observing the tradition of the elders They do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it, and and there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then Jesus said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition." For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me as Corban, that is an offering, then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many things like this. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said to them, listen to me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile. But the things that come out are what defile. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked about the parable. He said to them, then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile since it enters Not the heart, but the stomach, and goes out into the sewer? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, it is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you're like me, the title of this sermon is Bothering You. Really bothering you. It feels defiled. I had trouble letting it be in the bulletin as it is written from but from where is this coming? just sounded a little bit too stiff, so I had to leave it. No one, without thinking of the source of his reaction to something or about how someone else has reacted to something, thinks to himself, hmm, interesting, from where is that coming? If we do something that's Unusual to us, or we think something that's unusual to us, or observe something that's surprising, we and we are actually conscious enough to give it the thought it deserves. We might say something like, "Where's that coming from?" It'd be good if we were more conscious about the things we think, the reactions we have, at least conscious enough to uh, to ask the question, to evaluate our responses to what we see, how we react. I had an occasion on Monday to evaluate my own response something. I was up in Spartanburg, a meeting at Spartanburg Methodist College, and I drove past this apartment complex
1: and noticed that there were some
0: shrubbery, some landscaping, growing up above part of the wording on the complex's sign. And this really got to me. It really annoyed me, and I started to determine all kinds of things about that apartment complex based on how the shrubbery was going. I was judging the whole thing as, as totally an irresponsible place. Anybody that would let sign, landscaping, maintenance get out of control like that is clearly not taking good care of the rest of the whole complex. That sign had nothing to do with anything going on in my life or anything I was up there to deal with. The only thing that it had to do with my life is the two seconds it took for me to see it, observe it, and judge it. And yet it affected me. Now, they don't know I was judging it. It didn't affect them in the slightest. They have no idea that it bothered me that day. I probably wouldn't have thought about my reaction to that if we hadn't had, as a staff, a visit from Jim Knup recently. We had him come into our staff retreat day, and, and Jim spent an hour with us. He was teaching us about Christian meditation, and then he helped us practice some of that together. And, and he helped me to start thinking about responses. By the way, he's going to be teaching that class during the season of Lent, and you will want to attend, I promise during it, one of the reflections that Jim offered was, was what I'm talking about with this sign. Jim said of himself that he'll be driving down the road and he'll, he'll notice a bumper sticker and, and catch himself getting a little uptight about that. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Jim said there's no real value in it. He, he doesn't know the person. He most likely will never debate with that person about whatever it is they are putting on their bumper sticker. So all he was doing was getting negative about something that he had no control over whatsoever. He was letting it affect him. I think a lot of times we get affected by things because we think we know all that we need to know about things from one quick glance. If someone is foolish enough to display that opinion on their car, then they are obviously a menace to society. Clearly they're bringing down the whole culture or at the very least are not smart enough to be allowed to drive on our public roads. If an apartment complex would choose to cover part of their sign with landscaping that's overgrown and isn't attractive, then definitely they are not attentive to the details that would have to do with how I would live there. If Galileans are eating without washing their hands, then who knows what else they do to dishonor God. Maybe that last one is not the judgments you've been making about people. But it was the Pharisees' judgment, the scribes' judgment. I promise it's related to how you and I judge. The Pharisees and the scribes had made their way from the sanctified city of Jerusalem to the country area where Jesus and his disciples are hanging out. They had studied, they had discussed, they had internalized the teachings of the elders. They knew how things were supposed to work. There's a certain way that you clean before you eat. And if you didn't follow that, then what else would you be willing to do? I mean, what kind of people are you? Jesus suggested that perhaps... You're the kind of people who are less concerned with the rules that men set up around the commandments and more concerned about the actual commandments. Maybe what else you'd be willing to do is to seek out what you understand to be the will of God and pursue that, even if it's not always pretty, even if it's not always what the elders would have done. Jesus spoke of this tradition of the elders and what he was talking about with this rules created to help people avoid breaking the rules that were established in the commandments, that they were meant to be helpful, these buffering rules, but to some, especially those who liked the tradition, they became more important than the original commandments themselves. To not live in line with the tradition of the elders was an indication of your inadequacy, or maybe even of your sinful nature. It was like ending your sermon title with a preposition. Who does that sort of thing? Jesus cautioned. Sometimes we get the words in the right order, just the way Mrs. Stokes taught us to. But we still miss the meaning. We get around to making assumptions about people based on how they look. On what they'll display on their car, on how their shrubbery's growing, or the way they use the language. It's time to ask where's that coming from? From where is all this assumption and judgment and internal frustration coming? It'd be healthy to wonder about this, about this negativity, if you were a Christ follower or not, it didn't matter, either way it'd be helpful to wonder about it, but but if you are, Jesus takes it a little further for you. Sometimes we get so focused on the ways things are supposed to be done, that we forget why we're doing them, or for whom we're doing them. Or, we think that those who are doing them differently than than we are must somehow be wrong. We focus on what we can observe rather than on the intention behind what we've observed. There were good reasons, very good reasons for people to wash their hands and to wash their food. And to not eat certain foods in Jesus' day. And, and by the way, those are all good things to keep thinking about. But determine someone's relationship with God. Based on how they washed their hands. Or the food they ate. Well, that was a stretch. To think that you could look at a man, prepare his meal, and enjoy it, and know how his heart was with God? Well, Jesus didn't seem to think that was possible. To think we can determine someone's heart based on his bumper sticker, or his speech pattern. That's probably not possible either. What Jesus seemed to be looking for was the disciples' and the followers' intention, rather than their perfection. The disciples were mostly rough fishermen. They had missed the refining teachings of the elders... But their intentions were right. They had chosen to follow Jesus because they believed that he could lead them closer to God. They may not have had all the trappings of the tradition down, but their hearts were in the right place. Who knows? Maybe how to ritually wash your hands before you eat was an upcoming lesson, a discipleship 301. But Jesus started with the basics, with what mattered most. He started with what comes out of a person, not what goes in. In other words, he started with the way we see others, the way we treat others, by saying that, that those matters are actually closer to what the commandments of God are. Saying the right words to and about God, while with the same mouth saying the wrong words to and about others, well, that's an indication that whatever is going into the heart is not being met by what's coming out of the heart. Coming to God with dirty hands and clean hearts is far better than coming to God with clean hands. And dirty hearts. If Jesus was going to start somewhere with the disciples, it was going to be with their minds and their spirits, not with rules based on rules, based on rules, based on the commandments. I think that sometimes we hold people to our standards. (laughs) Standards based on what we've been taught about what matters, those rules that matter, those rules based on rules, and we haven't accounted for where they are in their relationship to the basics, in their relationship with God. Or maybe... We've only been taught the rules based on rules, and therefore the original teachings haven't risen to as high a level for us. It's as though they don't matter quite as much. The truth is, we'll attend to whatever has been emphasized in our life, and then we'll expect others to attend to those same emphases. Maybe we should step back. Take a look at it from another direction. Instead of seeing others' ways and wondering what's wrong with them, we, we, we might consider our reaction to them and, and wonder, where's that coming from? What's going on in me? And what if we... What if we watched others and instead of thinking what's wrong with them for doing that thing that you don't think is right, you look for ways... That you do think they're doing some things, right? Those, those things that are closer to God's commandments. And when you see them, you, you think in appreciation, where'd that come from? From God? I started with trivial examples about prepositions, and landscaping, and bumper stickers. Because too often, that's about as much as we know before we judge someone. Too often we judge people as wrong based on about that much information. I'm just thinking that we'd do a lot better. Looking for ways people, people like those rough disciples. Ways they're starting to get it. And asking that question of them that we need to be asking of ourselves, where did that come from? I hope we'll find more opportunities to say of them and of ourselves, Oh, I know where that's coming from. That's coming from God.